When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Quick Snap Podcast. It is a very special episode tonight where we're honored to be joined by former Clemson Tiger, former second round pick in the 1992 draft for the Pittsburgh Steelers, man voted to the 1990s all decade team in the NFL, uh, LaVon Kirkland. How are you doing, sir? You good? I'm doing very well. How about you guys? Hey, well, um, we're good. We're I'm good. honored to be talking to you. Um, uh, quite, thank quite, you. Nerv- quite nervous about this. Um, never spoke to a legend <laughs> before, but uh, before we start, just want to say congratulations um, on getting your degree. You are a uh, master you. of science in psychology, if I remember. Yes, right sir. Was yes, that sir. at Clemson University? No, um, I actually got it at uh, Grand Grand Canyon University. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I thought I saw the orange, and I was a bit like, mm, uh, no, "Tiger no. alumni well, going I, back." I, I did get my bachelor's from Clemson, but I got my master's from Grand Canyon. That's fair enough. Well, congratulations, all the same. Yeah, very well done. <laughs> um, so just to start, we've got a question from a friend of ours who is uh, on a different podcast. His name's Freddie. He's a Steelers fan. Uh, so what he's asked is, what was the toughest adjustment adjustment you had to make uh, to your game between the college football scene and the pro football scene? So from your Clemson Tiger days to your Pittsburgh Steelers days. Well, uh, in Clemson, I was a outside linebacker. So I played at the end of the line of scrimmage over tight ends and over tackles. So that was a little different than playing on the inside with the Pittsburgh Steelers. With the Pittsburgh Steelers, I end up being a guy who was calling the huddle, who had to learn all the signals, had to learn really not just what I did, but what everybody else did as well. So that was a little getting used to. Uh, The game on the inside is so much different than it is on the outside. On the outside is either coming to you or normally away from you. On the inside is coming from all different directions. You got all kind of blockers coming after you, and it's a it's a tougher game. It really is. So that was really my adjustment, learning to from playing outside linebacker to adjusting to the inside linebacker position. So it took me about a year to really kind of get accustomed to it. And after that first year, I ended up being a starter. Yeah, I, I mean, say read an inter- I read an interview about it, and it was at the senior bowl with uh, Coach Shell. He made the recommendation, didn't he? About yeah, switch, making Art, the switch. Coach, Coach Art Shell, who's from South Carolina as well, and was a Hall of Famer with the Raiders. He was coaching me at the senior bowl, and we had one practice, and I was playing outside. And then the next day, he was like, "Hey, we would like to see you play inside." And I was like, "Okay," you know, because. Art Shell is a very intimidating figure. <laughs> and I was like, sure, whatever you say, sir, right away, sir. 
And, but my thoughts were, oh, man, I've never played this position before. Ooh, I wonder how that's going to affect my draft status. And then I'm just like, you know what? Just go to the ball. Just, you know, just play with the fun and the energy you always play with. And I had a really good week that week. Had a great week. Uh, adjusted pretty decently. And uh, I think it really actually helped me more than hurt me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, you, you obviously obviously went on to have a great career. So it obviously uh, worked out well for you in the end. I mean, we've I listed some of the, the highlights, obviously, Clemson Tiger to Pittsburgh and then the old decade team. Uh, you also played in the Super Bowl, but yes. which, which of those stands out as your, your career highlight? What are you what are you most proud of from your career? Oh well, you know, as far as a team goes, I think one of my biggest highlights is playing in the Super Bowl. It's yes. the ultimate game for for football, and you get to win the biggest championship in the United States, and also you're the only show in town. I mean, everybody's watching. The whole world yeah, is yeah. watching. I was going to say, we're, so we're, to, we're me, to me, that was huge. Because as a kid, you always dreamed about playing in the Super Bowl, right? And I just remember all the times back in Lamar, South Carolina, in my backyard, my front yard, you just imagine what it would be like to be a Super Bowl champ and to even get the opportunity to play for the Super Bowl, although we did not win it. It was a thrill. It really was. It was a great experience, and I would never forget it. I think I always think about it, to be honest with you. I always think about the Super Bowl, yeah. Oh, I can't blame you. That'd be a, just even to even to go to watch one would be incredible. So playing in one, I can't, I can't imagine what playing in one would be like. That's, uh, uh, yeah, that's it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. It was amazing, yes. Does it affect you? I'll, no, I was to ask another question, but does it affect you? With the extended halftime, especially with the halftime show, does that play on your mind with the extra time spent in the locker room? Yeah, you you become you become a little anxious, you know, because there's so much more time. I mean, it's almost like thirty minutes. Normally, yeah. halftime is normally pretty quick. You know, you in and you're out. But we had to stay in the locker room a little longer. Uh, we did all our adjustments, and then you just like you know we're all, we're now fourteen seven. And we're trying to pump each other up. And it's just like, can we please go back out? Can we hurry yeah. up and go back out? <laughs> and we we finally, we finally got a chance to go back out. And, you know, the game didn't turn out the way we wanted to. But I, I thought we played them pretty well for the most part. And, you know, if it wasn't for maybe, you know, two of the interceptions, I think we had an opportunity to win. But other than that, I mean, I was blessed to play in it. It was great. It was a great experience. For me, ah, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, and just sort of moving on from the, the Steelers' time, I guess. But you, you sort of came to the end of your Steelers' career in a, in a time in the NFL when I suppose salary cap seemed to become such a big thing. You know, you were in the that uh, free agency class with people like Jerry Lack, Jerry Rice, uh, John Randall, big yeah. legends like that, as well as yourself. What, what do you think it was? How was it affecting the players at that time, coming from uh, you know the salary cap era and all you? big legends leaving teams that were it was it was it was tough i mean because you you know you you give your your blood sweat and tears to a team and you know we always preaching family and loyalty and i you know i kind of you buy into that but you realize at the end of the day it is a business and you know you have to 
keep performing. Not not that I didn't perform, but they want you to perform at that level that you are at, you know, that superstar level all the time, every year, to maybe even justify the money that you, they're paying you. So it, it was a tough pill to swallow, but, you know, eventually uh, you understand that as a business, and I, I, I got it in a lot of ways, I understood the Pittsburgh side of it and understood that, you know, when you're in that game, it's kind of the risk that you take. So, um, you know, just had to man up, really. Yeah. Um, obviously, with what Scott said, you uh, left the Steelers, you went to the Eagles and the Buccaneers uh, to finish your NFL career. But if you'd stayed in Pittsburgh for the entirety of your career, do you think you could have won a Super Bowl? with the Steelers, maybe in 2001 or 2002. You know, what was so funny. Uh, the year I left the, the year, bef- you know, the year before the season before I, you know, we, we ended up being nine and seven, but we were really playing well at the very end. And I've, I got in front of the team. I was like, well, let's get ready. Cause next year we're going to go to the Super Bowl," And they almost did. <laughs> <laughs> they almost went to the Super Bowl, so uh, a lot of times you you know you put words out there, and those words can be powerful. And so that team, you know, they did get very close. You know, I wasn't there, but they got very close. They really did. I, I knew it was going to be a good team the following year. I knew it, and I really wanted to be a part of it. But uh, the Steelers had other plans, and I went on to Seattle. And it worked out fine. Sorry, I will Seattle. I misspoke there. Apologies. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, but you're saying about standing up in front of the um, in front of your teammates in the prior season and saying this really good team are going to the Super Bowl. And in the 90s, you had an abundance of talent throughout the roster. I mean, you had Yancey Thigpen at wide receiver, the Hall of Fame Rod Woodson at corner, um, the late, sadly, Kevin Green uh, outside linebacker as well as yourself and coach Parcells. Was there any particular person that assumed the leadership role in the locker room? Was there any specific oh, player wow. that was more vocal? Was there like an unspoken leadership between the group or was it down to just the coaches? I, I thought that probably during that time, Greg Lloyd was probably the, the main alpha male. Well, at least he put himself in that position. And I think that, you know, we saw him as a leader, but there were, I think, a lot of leaders, maybe not as vocal, but there are guys like, I thought Cardinal Lake was a leader just by example. Damani Dawson was a leader just by example. Rod Woodson was a leader. You know, in several aspects, maybe I was a leader. I was a captain um, during that time as well. So I, I think there are a lot of leaders, but, you know, every leader is just not vocal, just kind of lead by example. So we had a bunch of those guys that did that. But uh, probably the guy who was probably the most outspoken was probably Greg Lloyd at the time. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, there was a lot of talent in that locker room, especially with uh, Greg Lloyd, DeMont Dawson, yeah. and, of course, yourself and Rod Watson. Um, Scott? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. You, you look at the Steelers, the Steelers now. I guess uh, you, you still must look out for the Steelers teams now. Is there as a legend of the, of the Pittsburgh? Do you do you look at that group now and think who's the guy you really enjoy watching, or who who would fit in with your team as well back in the nineties? 
Ooh, wow. Um, I th- I think that the outside linebackers they got now, Highsmith and and Watts, would be yeah. very good players for us. I, I I like watching TJ because I can see that his game has really evolved in a lot of ways. He's not just a pass rusher. He does a really good job as far as the run is concerned. He can make plays as far as interceptions are concerned as well. I don't know. I don't know him personally, but I do like watching him play. I think that you know, if they can continue to build and get better, and maybe you know, really get the quarterback position a little bit more consistent in the offensive line, I think they have a chance to be a really good team. But you know, the Steelers are normally, uh, you know, they're usually outstanding in what they do. So I, I don't see where it would be the difference. I think they're going to get better and better and we'll see what as the season is but Coach Tomlin seems to really do a good job with his team. He knows how to motivate players. He understands um, He understands the game of football and he knows how to move the crowd. So when you got a coach like that you have an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Is there any, anywhere else across the league as well? I mean, obviously you spent time in Seattle and Philadelphia, like I said, is there any other teams that you, you still look out for and, and uh, follow as closely or is it more uh, not, not really. Uh, at one point in time, I played attention to the Cardinals because I used to coach there. Yeah. And, you know, I like the Jacksonville Jaguars because I know some guys who coach with the Jackson Jag- uh, the Jaguars and also – Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne played at Clemson. So oh, I Clemson followed guys. <laughs> yeah. the Clemson guys. So I followed the Clemson guys, you know, the Hopkins, you know, the T. Higgins, anybody who's uh, from Clemson that's in the league, I tend to follow them. But I, I really like the, the Jacksonville squad because they got those two young guys who are doing some good things. So, um, you know, I'm just a football guy. I mean, I just love watching the game and I love the entertainment aspect of it and you know i think once you've been a part of it, it's kind of hard to remove yourself from it yeah, yeah sure. absolutely um just speaking on the clemson what do you make of the current iteration of the tiger squad as of well, 2023 what do you make of uh, their well it's probably not the season year? they want so far as far as wins and losses but this team has really more so the losses they've had they had opportunities to win the game as well. So they're, they're, they're close, but your record really actually shows what you are. So they have to really, they have to really fight through what they're going through in order to, to win some games. They got a, they got a tough one this week against Notre Dame, uh, but is that Clemson and hopefully the energy will be on the Clemson Tiger side. But they have a long way to go. and uh, But I really believe in Coach Dabo Sweeney. I think he's a coach that's gotten it done before, and he's going to get it done again. I was going to say, the, ta- the roster's loaded with talent. I mean, with, with Will Shipley and Kate Klublik at right, running back and wide. So, uh, they, got, they, got, and... they got good talent. They really yeah. do. It just hasn't, you know, the thing that Clemson hasn't shown, what they've shown in, in the past, is the, the capability of making the the big game or a big play. They haven't really done that this year. No, Normally no. the Clemson teams have, you know, they can throw the ball deep or ETN can run for 90 yards. They don't really have that this year. So they get into the red zone, but they, they don't really score a lot of touchdowns. 
and that's been the issue this year. I was going to say, it just seems like they fizzled out with the had like Bo Collins was meant to be that guy, but it just seems like he's fell a bit flat for. Uh... Well, I don't know if he's a flop, but yeah. Oh, not they, a flop, but just. Don't have a, you know, I mean, you're coming from having guys like T. Higgins, yeah. uh, Justin Ross, Mike Williams, uh, Hunter Renfro, all those receivers that could really make big plays. And now they're not they're not really making the big plays now. No. Um, which of your teammates or your coaches helped you most throughout your career in honing your craft at Inside Linebacker? Oh, uh there's a guy named Jerry Oslowski. Of course, my coach Marvin Lewis did as well, but Jerry Oslowski was the guy who was a reserve linebacker for us. You know, he he started some games with Pittsburgh, a very good player. And he just really, we, we just took the liking to each other. And he was the one who really said, hey, this is what you do need to do here. And this is what you need to do there. And this really taught me the game. And, you know, as, you know, the more you play it, the more repetition you get, the better you get. And But I would have to say that he was one of the guys, him and Kevin Green, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, Kevin really helped me to understand how to watch film. And then, you know, I look at Chad Brown when he was there with me. We were both young inside linebackers, and we really had to depend on each other to make it happen. So, you know, there's a combination of guys that helped me along the way. Yeah. Um, who was the toughest opponent in your career in terms of either a player or a team? Um, were there any players that you hated or loved playing against because you could exploit their weaknesses or quirks? Well, I don't know about that, but I like I, the one guy who was a challenge for me was a guy named Sam Gash. He was a fullback for the Patriots, uh, Baltimore, a couple other teams, Buffalo Bills. And man, he was he was tough. He was a tough guy. He wasn't going to back down. And we had some battles. And I'm oh. sure he's he, he won a couple battles. And, you know, hopefully <laughs> I won a couple battles. But a lot of times in the NFL, the neat thing is that you go against that one guy that you know is battle-tested, that's not going to back down, and that it's going to be an all-day proposition, an all-day job, one of those long work days. And he, he presented that to me. That that was a challenge with Sam. And so I, I really appreciate that challenge. I mean, it really helped me grow as a football player as well. Yeah. Uh, it, it's fun to hear that perspective from a, a former player rather than, I suppose, as fans, we see the fantasy. We see, you know, yeah. it's, it's becoming such a big game. But I suppose you, you talking about a fullback shows the appreciation yeah. you've got for uh, just the hard work that goes into those, <laughs> well, those players. You know, a lot of times in the NFL, there's some battles that go in. And, and there's some players that are not, you know, all of us are not high-profile players. Mm. And, you know, the NFL, they highlight certain guys. And then there's certain guys that I think, like myself, man, you have to, you know, you have to really work to get to that level mm. um, of recognition. So there's a lot of times that what the main media may not report RC, you know, there's there's battles within battles that are good battles that a lot of people may not talk about. And I felt like me and Sam was one of those one of those um battles that people may not have really paid attention to, but trust me, my teammates and I'm sure his teammates did because we were yeah 
we were really going after each other. <laughs> yeah, but I, but that was uh, painful but fun. Yeah, yeah well, definitely <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, cool. I mean, we've got uh, we've got a little little closing tradition we uh, we have on the podcast when we have guests. I mean, it's it's been brilliant to talk to you, and uh, we, we've loved you uh, sparing some time to talk to us. But we've got a quick quick game to finish with, which is a uh, basically rapid fire questions. We'll throw some quick sure. questions at you, and we'll uh, okay. we'll have some fun with it. So. Few easy ones. We'll get some football ones at the end. But Coke or Pepsi? I didn't hear the question. I'm sorry. Is that Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Okay. Uh, do you love cats or dogs? Dogs. Man. Uh, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? LeBron James. Oh Ooh. wow! For, for, for a '90s guy, you'd be going. You'd be going MJ. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> best uniform you've ever worn. Football in football. Oh, the best uniforms I ever worn was when I was at Clemson University. They we had some purple jerseys, but we had the white pants to go with it, and I nice. thought that was a really good look. Yes, yeah, nice, nice. Like the vintage ones. Uh, Batman or Superman? Uh Batman, of course. Cool, cool. Uh, favorite team growing up, and that could be any sport. Uh, I, I like the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia 76ers. Wow. Mm. Steelers player saying the Cowboys. That's, uh... That's... <laughs> I, 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 I was a Cowboys fan back in that day. Yes. Would that be the Dr. J uh, 76ers? I love Dr. J. And yeah. then plus I have family in Philly. So that was the reason why I like the Sixers so much. Cool. Cool. Uh, finally, a special one just for you. Uh, which NFL player was the most fun to put a big hit on? Eddie George. Nice. Ooh. That, I don't, I, that, that's, a, that's two big guys coming together. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I like I was going to say, I enjoyed watching Eddie George because the Titans play the Steelers tonight as well. That's they do play apt. the Steelers tonight, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, I talked to my buddies, uh, Blaine Bishop and Brad Hopkins, who plays, the those guys play for the Titans. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was on their radio show today. And it was a lot of fun talking to them, man. We we reminisce about what happened back in the day. So it should be a fun game. It should be a physical game tonight. Really should be. Yeah. It's at Akershaw as well, isn't it? It's in uh, Pittsburgh. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what. I just hate saying Akershaw Stadium. I say this every time. It's, yeah, it's a little different from Hines. Yeah. 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 And get... I was there. I was there with Three Rivers. So yeah, I was going to say I was about Saints, to bring up Three Rivers. Saints three times since I've been there. Yeah. Can we get a quick score prediction before we let you go for tonight? Ooh, I'm going to go over under. I think it's going to be under 40 for us and under 40 points. Fair I think, enough. yeah, I think defensive probably is probably smart way to go. It's, it is yeah. well Levis against uh, Mitchell Trubisky as well. So, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Levis <laughs> had a great show in his, in his <laughs> debut, but he did. He really did. It'd be interesting to see if he can do it again. Yeah, yeah well. absolutely. Well, that's been that's been brilliant to have you on. I mean, we've we've really appreciated taking time out of your day to to come and join us. No problem. Thank it's, you, guys. No, th- thank great. you, thank you. Honestly, um, congratulations again on your degree as well. Um, ah, thank you very much. Something I'm very proud of. So thank you. Definitely should be. Great. Uh, well, everyone, uh, you know where to find us by now. It's on the Quick Snap UK on uh, Instagram and Twitter and also Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but again, thank you, LeVon Kirkland, and thanks, Brett, and for everyone else.
Good night. See you later. Network.